Uh, give me a thumbs up. Okay, welcome to the uh, Crone Country Farms podcast. This is Andy's brother, Tim. I'm going to be interviewing Andy today. He just, uh, actually, he's he's live at the Boston Marathon right now running it. Um, we've got a, uh, all right, Andy, uh, tell us how you feel. Oh, so wonderful. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah, this is so much fun. There's everybody cheering me on, and oh, there's these girls all trying to kiss me, uh, but I, I ran wow. past them, and uh, yeah, yeah, I'm uh, about to hit the Newton Hills right now. Truly epic. Wow. It's <laughs> impressive. Don't know how you're able to call in and uh, talk to me, but pretty cool. No, we're doing Andy's race recap from the Boston Marathon on Monday. Uh, that was the 18th. He ran the Boston Marathon, and one week prior, we did a pre-race, and this is going to be the post-race interview. So, um, Andy, what... Do you want to say about Boston? Oh man, what, what, where do I start? Like, it's just, there's just so much energy. There's so many, there's so many runners talking about running and, uh, it's, it's like a big party. So like in, in a way it's kind of like a graduation ceremony for your training because, uh, you know, you, you, anybody that works hard on something that for a long time, most people have like, uh, there's always a point where you get to celebrate, you know, you get your certificate or you, you get the, the graduation or, uh, it's, it's, um, yeah, it's just so rewarding because it's like, okay, finally all this hard work, uh, I get to, um, get to sort of enjoy it. But at the same time, you're also, <laughs> suffering in a major way <laughs> so um, is, is there a big is there a, a biggest payoff in the whole the whole experience or is the whole thing just a good time or can you point to something specific about the race it's um i mean it's it's an it is an excuse to do something for yourself so that it is a selfish endeavor in that aspect but people are very um i mean no nowhere do you go and everybody is as friendly and open like say you go anywhere any big city um people don't just start talking about you know what event is happening maybe maybe for like a baseball game or something but that's not the same because you have a common, you you have a common uh, thread or a common um, uh, goal that you've all been working on, and um, yeah, it's just like a great human spirit behind it all. Like, um, and it's not just the runners. So it's also um, it's also the volunteers who, and some of them they do it year after year for like decades, and uh, yeah, it's just it's really cool to see, you know, like generations cool. of people. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I, I, I suppose it's probably got that like unspoken camaraderie also, you know, what everybody else has done. You don't even really have to, you can geek out on running probably, but 
it's just cool to be around so many people who have probably done the same so, thing and you so, know they've so done he, it yes there's there's an unspoken camaraderie like you get on so i so i fly to boston from san francisco on saturday this is the 16th of april um Rule, so and I was joking with like so so Tim and and our family uh, and a couple of our friends are on this um, message thread. Oh, the pro I, tips, the Boston pro tips, <laughs> and and I thought and I was joking about most of them, but some of them. Are Keep in very mind, he, true. And Andy <laughs> shares these pro tips with uh, m- m- Mostly non-runners. I think probably the only non-runners. So, so, so basically the only runner that he's sharing these tips with. <laughs> the other ten people are like, "What is this guy talking about?" Okay, <laughs> so so when you're traveling to your Boston Marathon, not only do you wear your oldest Boston jacket, that's important, so that you can represent how many, how long ago you you did your first Boston. I I didn't bring my first Boston, which was only like six months ago. I brought my most recent jacket, so I made a mistake there. Now, if it's really warm and you have to take off your Boston jacket, very important to also have a Boston shirt on under your jacket. I thought you were so, going to say have another Boston jacket underneath. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty good. <laughs> yeah, and... And it is cool because you're you're standing in line getting coffee at the airport, right? You're getting coffee and a bagel at the airport. And there's like eight people and they all have like jackets on. And most of them have the jacket I'm wearing right now, which is the purple and like greenish jacket uh, for 2022. But there's like the oldest jacket I saw was 2001. And most of the jackets are the Ukrainian colors like um, what is it? Blue and yellow. And um, actually, the Boston Red Sox have the uh, yellow jerseys with green or blue uh, lettering to, um, you know, support the Patriots Day and and the Boston Marathon. So, uh, yeah, things to bring. Um, So, yeah, let's go. Oh, walk us through through the the chronology of the weekend. So Before you even fly, you need to bring obviously your Boston jacket and your shirt. But the thing I forgot, and this is a boss, this is a really good tip. Uh, and you, Tim and I did this in Sacramento at CIM. You need to bring some old clothes so you don't freeze to death waiting two hours for the start of the race. And I did not bring uh, old clothes or old sweats to donate. So, and I, I I had a pair of sweats, but they're like my warm-up sweats that I like. And I didn't want to just, because you, you can't get those back after you start. So, um, so I was like, oh, I'm just going to tough it out. I'm just going to bring a long sleeve shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it was, it was the, um, the CIM jacket. Remember that CIM free thing they gave us? It was like, it wasn't even a long sleeve shirt. It was like a, uh, what was it called? just like a a shell like a uh yeah i don't really it was, remember it's almost made out of like a paper it was it wasn't really even fabric it was this very flimsy shell and i saved it from sacramento and i brought it with me to boston but that wasn't enough because it was like 40 degrees or 42 um race day so going to boston 
bring some old clothes. It doesn't have to be sweats. It should. It could be like a pair of jeans, some long johns. People were wearing paint suits because paint suits are like really lightweight and cheap. I guess you can get like these white paint suits. They're like for, I guess, asbestos abation. Uh, they keep you warm. Have you ever uh, worn one of those? I've never worn one, but a lot of people have these. The Tyvek you know, suits? Yeah. They these, are. It keeps uh, keeps the cold out, I guess. So, um, yeah. And so jumping forward, I'm, I'm going ahead a little bit, but like you want to bring a cardboard piece of cardboard a large piece of cardboard or a yoga mat and clothes that you're going to get rid of that are going to keep you warm because it was like a yoga mat or cardboard (laughs) so so they they put you on a bus i get up at six i I actually i got up at 5 45 the buses start loading at like 6 45 i got up really early to like have a bagel and just like i wasn't rushed and i I actually I met a lady named Karen from Chicago who was like 65 I want to say really nice lady um and she was like hours she was like an hour early to the buses but it was yeah we were talking um so okay why do you bring a yoga mat and a piece of cardboard it's because you ride on a bus for like almost an hour to Hopkinton from Boston it's a long bus ride and when you get there, they put you in the athlete's village, which is essentially a high school field. Hmm. And the high school field uh, has tents over grass. What time is this? Um, this is like 8 a.m. morning? Okay. Yeah, Not so like you, super you, early, but early. Yeah. It, the, the, the start for me is 10 a.m. This that's, is 10 a.m. That's, that's definitely unique for a marathon, right? I can't think of a marathon that started that late for me. Yeah, I thought they did that for the buses because like school and a Monday, but they actually do it. Somebody was telling me because they wanted the finish to coincide with some sort of Red Sox thing a long time ago, like a like a game starting around one o'clock. You know, like the finishers and I don't know. I don't even know if that's true, but you bring a an old yoga mat or a piece. of I would just bring a piece of cardboard so you can lay down on the grass but I didn't have any of those things. So I'm just freezing for like two hours. No standing. extra clothes really. Yeah. I was like shivering. Jeez. Yeah. But, but it was, it was, it was fine. I mean, as soon as you start running, you're fine. And like there was people way overdressed. Like that's, I don't know how people. What's the, what te- what's the, temp- what's the temperature? What's the weather like? Uh, it's a good question. Uh, the weather was, uh, Looks like uh, 48 degrees, according to Strava, um, at 10 a.m., but probably like low 40s when we got there. Uh, and there was a wind. This this says there was a small amount, but there was a good headwind the last couple miles. There was like a yeah, like gusty winds, but it was. Um, so let's just say it was like 45 to 50. And there was no wind until the last like two or three miles, so it was like ideal conditions. Good, cool. All right, so that's um, pretty good as as Boston marathons go, right? It's usually I've I've seen some pretty miserable. Uh, I think I watched it one year where it was like sleeting or something, 
like head like windy and sleeting. <laughs> like, I think that was 2018 or, or 2019. It was bad. And yeah. then I've seen really cold too. And I don't know. Obviously, I don't think I've seen hot, <laughs> but I think I, it's. It couldn't have been better weather. It was yeah. actually. I mean, you want it a little cold. You don't. You want it. You don't want it warm. And I'm just complaining about standing because I was trying to conserve all the energy I could at the start. Cool. So, um, what? How about the? How about the race? Yeah. So. So yeah, maybe take us through the race, and then you can talk about, um, you know, do some summary type stuff, how you felt and stuff. But yeah, we'll just walk us through the the miles and the feel of the race and kind of what was happening to you during the race. Okay. Uh, sure. Okay. I got my splits in front of us right now. And, um, first mile was pretty congested. It was like, so the first, the first Boston I did wasn't a real Boston. It was in October. Uh, this was a real Boston because they started the wave. Uh, they had, they had four waves, and then there was corrals for each wave. So technically, I, I, it's um, chip time. So I'm not too worried about getting across the line. That's like elite people are the ones who all start at the same exact time. So uh, the, I think I said four waves. And then there's like in each wave, there's like five corrals. I was like, uh, actually, there's more than five corrals. There's like ten corrals. I don't know. So I was fifth corral, wave one. <laughs> Each mm. corral has like maybe 500 people in it. Maybe a thousand. I don't know. It was a lot of people. Uh, there's 25,000 people in the race. So the first wave going, I'm not in the front at all, which is good. I'm like behind at least a couple thousand people. And, um, so you can see here, my first mile was 650, but I was like pumped and I was ready to go. I couldn't, I was, I was a little worried because I was like, uh oh, if it stays like this for a while, I'm not going to be able to run any faster because there was like no passing. There was nothing. Yeah. It was just, but that's really good because it kept me from going too fast. Uh, and then you can see I'm going too fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you pick I, it up big time. It looks like it's. I, it, you lose a lot of elevation there in the first couple of miles. You do. So, so the first mile is a huge drop. It's like, yeah, 420 feet drop, um, and most of it's like right off of the the line. So you're, you want to go fast, and, <laughs> but I, I I I didn't, and that's probably really good. So the the crowd held me back. Uh, and then if you look through two through six, uh, hey, you're moving. I'm moving. I got 634, 34, 25, 37, 31, 38, uh, mm-hmm. flying, <laughs> uh, all just pretty nice, nice and easy. Um, didn't I actually, I didn't run into any trouble at all, uh, or f- start to feel any real pain until 10, which is too early. as i've heard you should be at the half and feel really good so i was kind of worried because i was like "Uh oh i'm working hard i'm barely keeping my time here i got a long way to go (laughs) yeah um but 10 
to 15 are also not super difficult. That's like a uh, per, that's perfect pacing through there. That's like right where you want to be. I think six between six forty six fifty. I wanted six forty two. That's your yeah. That's your like breaking three. This is uh, six forty two is my total was my goal all the way, um, but I couldn't. But you could see I'm just kind of bobbing around six forty two, um, and then and then the hills. So the hills start right around fifteen fifteen and a half. Uh, let's see, or maybe. Now they must start after 16 because I was still sub seven. Um, so 16 to 21, I just did everything I could. You could see my heart rate there; it's pretty high compared to the previous heart rate. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so hard. 16 to 21, I put everything I could into those hills, and it's like if you look at the the profile. Right around 15.3, you got a little downhill, but then it's like an uphill, and then another uphill. So this is the same course you ran uh, in, was it October? Mm-hmm. It's the same course, right? It's always the same course for Boston? Yeah, pretty much. always the same. And I, I should probably use like some, um, so, so Framingham is at five. And let's see here if I can zoom in. And then you're going through uh, Wellesley College is super exciting. There's um, there's all these girls like just screaming, um, and some of them are uh, offering kisses to the runners. It's really really cool. That's <laughs> really pumps you up. And that's right around. Um, I want to say that's that's like right around 15, somewhere around 15. So my 15, uh, that was that was a good mile. Um, the carnage didn't happen where I thought it would. Uh, the carnage is the Newton Hills. Newton Hills are from say 15 and a half. So here's Newton if you're looking at the map. So we're at 15 and a half to say the very top of Heartbreak Hill. See so at 21.1. Uh huh. And, uh, you know, I felt, I felt pretty good. I wasn't like killing the hills, but I was keeping my pace. I wasn't passing like tons of people, but people, you know, I didn't feel like I was running so much faster than other people, but I was, Mm -hmm. I was, I felt good. Um, but then, (laughs) and, and, you know, so then then in hindsight, okay. (laughs) So, so here, my, my, uh, let's, let's talk about my nutrition plan because maybe this played into it a little bit. At mile zero, I had a goo because I hadn't had anything to eat for a while. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to have a goo. I had five goos. So at mile zero, at mile five, that's two. Mile 10 was three. Mile 15 was four. And mile, uh, I cheated. I, I don't know why. But I was like at 18 or 19, and I had had the the, the last goo. And you did your last goo at 19. Yeah, my last goo, and then and then I was off of goo and water, and I was on to the sports, um, drinks. sports drinks. Maybe that. So, so did you not know. have any more goos? It was no just more goos. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Just sports drink. So, um, I was, but I, my legs were in so much pain after 21 
So 21, top of Heartbreak Hill, 735. It's my slowest mile for the whole thing. Yeah, 735. It's probably like everybody's slowest mile, though. <laughs> yeah, but you know what's awesome is if I do a uh, comparison to Strava um, 20... Uh, let's see, Boston... There we go. 2021. All right. So on the left side uh, is 2022. On the right is 2021. We got 21. I was at 810. And I did it this time at 735. And then I was, yeah, see, I, I just was bonking hard very early. Um, uh, but I, <laughs> so so in 21, I took the hills slower because I couldn't do them any faster. And then I was okay afterwards. In 2022, I did the hills hard. And I slowed down, but I didn't slow down that much because I was seven minutes faster, uh, I think. Let's see. Yeah, I was 310.08, and now I was um, 302.47 is my official time. <laughs> Look at the the historic relative effort. <laughs> what does that, that number? What does that number reflect? It's it takes all of my workouts, and in like in and it compares them. So like, if you look, <laughs> if you look at my my training log uh, over like weeks or months, where's the? It's 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 it's, it's so ridiculous. No run I do is like even above a hundred, and then I go out and do a four hundred and fifty eight relative effort. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a good way to absolutely destroy your body. <laughs> wow, it's a cool number. I don't know if I've had that. Is that that's a premium thing, probably, huh? Oh, you don't pay for Strava Premium? Uh, I used to. I stopped because I was lifting, and but now I'm running again, so maybe I'll I'll uh, resubscribe. I think. Let's see. I think it would show on the training log. Wow. Yeah, the relative effort is very useful. Giant red circle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know how to pull it up, but like you, um, it, it's pretty useful because you can say, okay, I had, uh, you know, I did a really hard workout. I need to like back off, you know, type. I need to work on rest. Uh, I don't think it's for older runners that much because i know when to back off <laughs> but um yeah it's kind of cool okay so then the the last couple miles you slow you slow a little bit and then yeah tell us about the finish and stuff and the last like couple so i had this um ham i pulled my hamstring um like a month ago trying to do a mile for time and I think that's in another podcast, but it's like um, I think that's your pre the pre Boston. 
podcast. Yeah, that was that was really dumb. And uh, I was on the track and I felt really good. And I thought I could go super fast because I cardiovascular like my cardio was all there. I wasn't winded at all. So I was like, I can I could, you know, go sub 530 right now. No problem. But the legs didn't like that. And so I pulled my hamstring. I could feel the same hamstring I pulled. This is my left hamstring. And um, I didn't want to pull it again. Because if I pulled it the way I did at that, when I did the mile, I would be down to walking or lit or basically hobbling. And I could sense it. I could kind of feel it. And so if I like tried to do like a faster effort, because I could, I had a little, if you look at my, um, the baby awake. You okay, Tim? Yeah, I'm good. Sorry. There's a there's a dog barking outside. It sounds like Charlie. Oh, I thought <laughs> I, I thought maybe Emma woke up and you'd have to no, go. No, no. Um so if you look at the uh heart rate here, my heart rate is not I'm at one fifty nine, one sixty. My heart rate isn't super high. I mean, I could get I could get 165, 166. I kind of knew that. I, I knew I wasn't working as hard as I could, but I found a sweet spot, which was right around 715, which was like, okay, I'll just stay here <laughs> because I want to finish. I want to finish pretty strong at seven-ish pace, then to pull my hamstring trying to do like a 645, and I really was feeling that hamstring. Um, the last mile Oof. and I was just like oh crap I just I just really wanted to finish uh, there was no there was no trying to like pass beat people it was like okay I just gotta just gotta t- you know listen to my body and, and finish and it's, the it race. Is awesome. yeah yeah I'm not, I'm not I don't want to rip rip my hamstring again and then not be able to train for like a month jeez so what was the finish time uh my finish time 30247 um wow but uh yeah i'm following a bunch of people that i met so uh i met all kinds of people so uh on my tracking app here i have uh, greg fergut good friend of mine or a uh, friend of mine uh he did 309.38 and he did a pr in the boston and this is like his ninth boston Sweet. so shout out to greg uh max the who's been on the podcast did like a 50 miler last week and i was like how could i possibly beat max because i saw i max max is like a less than a minute behind me less is, than is, is, I, I heard him on the um yeah, the the ultra race that he did. Does he is a pretty good road road marathoner too? Yeah, he's he's yeah he's a little cool. nuts. So uh, <laughs> he uh, he did a fifty miler last week. Just another fifty miler, just whatever. And uh, yeah, he did a three hundred three forty two. Markel Taylor, who's in Tamalpa Runners, our running club, did a a two fifty two. Who's he's forty nine, and uh, Big shout out to Markel. He got off of parole, which is 
pretty awesome. That was like almost this just before he did Boston, so I was super happy for him because I saw him at the finish and he was just uh, really you know happy about his time. Uh, Angie Spencer from uh, Marathon Training Academy. You know who that is, right, Tim? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tre- Tre- Trevor and Angie. I, she did. 339 uh very respectable cool uh john byers who's a 60 year old uh i met it's like his 18th marathon 354 uh cj albertson i was gonna say what happened to the the merced runner or the modesto runner fresno uh from he 310 23 and that was what plate what place was he what was his view ranking Oh, his three ten, three ten. Oh no, I'm sorry, two ten, two ten. He was really, and he was thirteenth place overall. Wow, man, that's fast. Uh, Sally Hall, another person I met, just uh, at I don't know where I met her. Uh, her and her husband were there. Uh, she was, oh, she had a PR. She was 325 and she was like 52 years old, 52 year old female. Um, Keith Parks. Oh, so these are the people I shared an Uber with on the way back to the airport. Keith Parks, uh, Canadian guy, um, 342, Jill Teich- Teichman. Wow. 307. Another um, older guy. That's that's impressive. He did a 307. And Becky Neely, 353. Okay, now here is the most respect of all the runners, uh, uh, unless like you're a Paralympian, because then like you're that's just another level of amazing. But like Ken Rideout, Masters champion, 50 years old, 230, 21. Oh, yeah, he's like he runs like 10 miles a day every day, religiously, super committed beat. He's 50 and he beat everybody over 45. Um, yeah, 230, 21. That's amazing. Jeez. And uh, Jason Reed from uh, Tamalpa. So the two people in my running club, I knew actually three people. Max, uh, Jason, uh, maybe Jason's not in Tamalpa. I don't know. He was 257. So just a lot of, a lot of people there, a lot of names. But uh, yeah, I met, I met all those, like most of those people. Cool. Um, the, um, what about like lessons learned and stuff, Andy? Hmm. What Bring would you warm- tell future Andy to remember about? Re- okay. To remember great, this? great question. Got Bring warm clothes and, um, don't be standing the whole time and freezing uh, before the start because that's just you know, time on feet that you don't need. Um, working on the long downhill on asphalt is a different type of um, stride and muscle uh, contraction, I think is the right way to say it, than, than like trail running. So most of my running is like trail running, or just like neighborhood, pretty flat running. So I'm, I was either on flat or I do like trails with lots of hills. And what the Newton Hills are, are basically like asphalt 
long uphill and then like pounding quad downhill. <laughs> so yeah, you need those um you need those long runs um where you're just beating up your quads. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I don't know how to do it because I get injured. I, I try to I, I try to slowly increment up and um you know I wanted to do like two weeks of fifty plus, like fifty five plus weeks. Mm-hmm. But well I pulled my hamstring and then uh I just can't get the that mileage without hurting myself. Um so I guess I guess the key is to just do lots of really slow to to get to probably that s- slow probably slow downhill mm-hmm. right would help a lot because I don't think running fast downhill could be good for you <laughs> if you're training like that you're just asking for trouble and so. and maybe getting a day a day earlier if like money wasn't an option and like time wasn't an option it would be nice to be there a little earlier because I had like uh, you know 24 hours or something till the start mm-hmm. so it was yeah but it was i don't know if i can beat this one man it's uh pretty ideal conditions um i'm not getting younger so. you could do it you just do don't uh injure your hamstring don't do a i guess probably don't the biggest <laughs> training mistake was that turbo mile that wrecked your leg and i you know i also turned on so I was thinking I'm going to do the Abbott six, but I've only done one of them, which is the, the worlds. And now I'm like, I don't know how important that is. I think what's more important is to just go places and do new things. Not so much as like getting a medal that has six little circles on it, (laughs) which is kind of cool. I would, it would be really neat to, um, you know, do a marathon. Sound like a millennial. (laughs) <laughs> uh like well no i was thinking you want to go places and do new things greg greg uh is doing his 50 marathons in 50 states that's kind of neat um i want to do so i got the marathon tours uh tour guide or like brochure so cool it's so awesome like wow. they have a Prague marathon like you were talking about uh spain right uh-huh would be so awesome to do like a barcelona or oh yeah uh, there's just so many places uh so many amazing places to go spain, like, the running's like very trendy in spain are like very in because i was i was telling you earlier when we visited i went running randomly in a park on like a thursday like at nine o'clock and there was like hundreds if not thousand plus people running around the park like little <laughs> training groups and stuff and i'm like as expecting to be alone, you know, and then there's like a 1k loop in the middle of people doing like intervals and I'm getting like passed by people and stuff. I'm like, this is like a runner runner's uh, paradise. So So, I don't know. That that was, I was pleasantly surprised by that, but yes, in Spain running is, is um, at least in the city of Madrid, very trendy or very uh, hip, very hip. Maybe. I wonder, I wonder what Boston, so like if you went to Boston like next week or like right now, like I wonder how different it really is because am I just like completely oblivious to like really how Boston is because probably (laughs) I, 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 yeah, I go there and there's like 
do you remember Mount Sac, Mount San Antonio College? Sure, yeah. And uh, when we were in high school, and it was, this is like an invitational in Southern California, and um, there's like what, like a hundred schools there, like it's lots nuts. of schools. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a huge cross country event. It, everyone's just running around, and you know, like tons of skinny people. It's, it's basically that, but old people. <laughs> at boston <laughs> feeling like, the city like, yeah like like uh you know 30 to 60 year olds mo- mostly like that sounds cool it, because mount sack is like a super fun time for as a high school runner <clears throat> even yeah, though that, like that even though that course is misery but <laughs> the, the hills in mount sack that that thing is just awful i don't know those the yeah. incline hills those you can't you can't really pace up those hills oh, pretty Poop out, poop out hill, and still remember. I can, I, I can visualize that that course where you do like loops. There's like flat loops, then you go up like a hillside, and you come back down to the, and then you go up poop out, and you like loop around. Yeah, that, I can, I can, re, I can remember that course very vividly. <laughs> so I did think of. Uh, it's funny we're talking about high school because I was thinking about Coach Smith during my Boston uh, marathon. And you didn't have him, right, Tim? I didn't. I had uh, Coach, Coach King. King. Coach King. Did you have Coach King for a year or no? I did. I think last okay. year I did. So Coach uh, Dale Smith um, was my coach and my older brother Jeff's coach in high school. And he passed away a while ago. Um, and he was this short little Scottish guy. And uh, he, he had the, I don't know, he'd always say, like, crest the hills. Crest the hills, and uh, I was I was always thinking of cresting the hills. You know, whenever I'm on the top of a hill with his voice in the back of my head, it's kind of that was kind of cool. I was thinking of, you know, <laughs> my my one coach because I didn't do any uh, running after high school. Oh man, yeah, I've got I got a million from Coach King that I remember, and I always think about when I'm running. He was very uh, into the puns and the sayings and stuff like that i always he, he always told us to go out fast pick it up in the middle kick at the end <laughs> <laughs> hey it's it's the it's the winning recipe but <laughs> easier said than done and then uh i don't know he's always like he always would say fun is uh what is it running is fun fun is running <laughs> That's right. <laughs> His motto. <laughs> Whenever we looked uh, miserable. <laughs> yeah, I, mm. I, I wish I could just do it with more, do running, go running with more people. Um, like, that's my only, uh, you know, I just want to share the same uh, enjoyment. Um, yeah. Oh, I saw, I saw the Red Sox while I was there. That was pretty, pretty fun. Um, cool. They have they have the Fenway Frank, which is a hot dog, which I didn't have. Uh, it's uh, yeah, it was kind of funny. The uh, the what is the juxtaposition of people? You got Boston uh, Red Sox regulars that are basically just giant alcoholics. <laughs> just you know what i said about you know what i said about the word juxtaposition right no what what if you use that word you're just automatically an a hole <laughs> <laughs> well 
What do you? How do you? How else would you say that? You said you just the, uh, don't say that. You'd say other things. <laughs> this is this is quite the juxtaposition. I mean, the the contrast between <laughs> X and Y. That's all you gotta say. That's that's probably probably. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. You can say no, whatever. Using saying. big words. Yeah, using big words does make you sound like an a-hole. I, I, Especially when a, a shorter word. Guilty of all do. those things. So whatever. <laughs> so. Let's turn it to Tim Crone a little bit. You got you got shafted with the uh, with the Ventura. Uh, it's not called the Ventura race. It's called the uh, they call it Mountains to Beach. Mountains to Beach, Ojai to Ventura Marathon. Yeah, uh, which is not a new race. It's been around. They just yeah. If you're, it would be awesome if like people listen to this, <laughs> but. You gotta you gotta pivot, man, and like do a uh, do something, even if it's yeah. your own thing. Um, I'm thinking I'm, I'm going to training. Tampa. I'm still training. Keep I'm just training. Not, I'm not. Um, yeah, so they they changed the date. They postponed it by one week. Oh, they're doing it still. Yeah, they are. But we're, we're I'm I'm gonna be in Texas that week, so oh. I can't I can't do Memorial. So the it was on Memorial Day weekend, and they pushed it to the week after due to permitting problems or something. Oh, um, I didn't know that. I thought they canceled it outright. No. So then it was kind of an uproar from the runners and because they weren't going to offer refunds. And then now they offered refunds. I, got, I just, actually just got refunded today. I put in for the refund. But yeah, so I can't make the new date. And that was the, the race I'd been training for. Because I actually work in Ojai. And... I'm from very familiar with that course in the area, but yeah, kind of sad that I'm not going to be able to run that because I had been putting in lots of long runs and stuff. But um, yeah, you're encouraging me to go to fill something else in. But you know, marathon training is so specific with um, even the marathon date, even to change it one week is kind of like, I don't know. It's not not easy to make an adjustment, and yeah. So maybe I'll I'll try a half or something around that time. I'm not sure yet. All right. What's what's your zip code? Nine three zero two one. About that's more park. More so, park. um, all right. Here's a bunch of uh, races. Uh, you're looking at May. Oh, you should just drop into the Folsom 100. It's May fourteenth. Oh, these are all ultras. You can do a fifty k. There's a Quicksilver fifty k May fourteenth. What what's uh so May thirtieth is Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. So it's the 29th. Yeah, the race was going to be on the 29th. Okay. Oh, they don't have any races. Uh, these are all ultra. This is like ultra and above. Well, there's nothing really above ultra, but yeah. Oh, I got it. One sec. <clears throat> now we're uh, just pausing while Tim goes to do something. This is good. This is good podcast. Um, uh, dead space here. Uh, looking at uh, my web page that is ultrasignup.com 
and I'm browsing for a race for Tim to do. It's not very interesting when one person's talking to themselves. Uh, there is a Forest Hill Western States training camp Sunday, or excuse me, Saturday, May 28th. Sorry about yeah, that. maybe this list wouldn't help you. Oh, wait, let's change the here distance. Let's do the uh, distance to your... Well, this like, is ultra sign-up, though, so... Yeah. They want to do ultras. <laughs> you check the uh, 110 or greater box. 110 miles or greater only. Oh, I see. It. I'm trying to find... From, this is all from San Rafael. We want a location, uh, Simi Valley. There we go. Simi Valley within 50 miles. That's what we want. Nothing. <laughs> okay. Do, want to do 26 to, or do like 10 to 26. I like that distance. Oh, oh, oh the distance. 10. Oh, there we go. Yeah, this Ultra Signup. I'm sorry. Ultra Signup has lots of uh, options pretty neat site if you know how to use it and you're not an idiot like me uh saw mill relay <laughs> oh this is what we got to do the bishop high sierras have you heard of this the mm -hmm. bishop high sierra ultra it goes up near aspendale so you remember the um yeah com commander uh -huh. crown i did yeah, it's it's basically Commander Crone, uh, which is a reference to our grandfather. Uh, but instead of running along the road, there's trails out there. I just don't know the trails, so that's why I was running on the the road. And there's a hundred k, fifty mile, or fifty five k. I think this would be a really, I mean, gnarly fifty miler or hundred k. Probably has tons of elevation. Um, cool. But what about here's a marathon deja vu. Oh, that's May seventh. Yeah, let's let's open up the uh, 300 miles from Simi Valley. Yeah. Hmm. I don't. I don't think I don't there's a lot it. of marathons through like July and June and July and stuff. Yeah, I think you're right because I don't see, I don't see anything. It's usually like early in the spring or late in the fall. Um, yeah. All right. Well, figure it out. If not, I'll probably might do like a set up a 10k loop or something like that and do it four times or something like that. Yeah, oh, so I was going to say, I'm going to Tampa with the family in June for a vacation. And I was thinking of doing marathons in different states, but not making it an official marathon thing. Like just, just running the marathon. Hi, Sarah. <laughs> she talking to She's asking, why is the track a quarter mile? Why is the track a quarter mile? Yeah, I guess the 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 track and 
Sarah's sister is in Greece right now, and she, they were at the original Olympic track. I, I, and it's actually, the track is not a quarter mile. It's just a couple feet off of a quarter mile because they do it by meters. So it's like a 16. Well, I'm 16. sure that one was in meters. Why is it? I don't know. It's a probably a, a history of uh, measurement and standards and stuff like that. The, the answer is somewhere in there, but I don't know what it is. It's a good one. I'll research it. We'll, t- we'll bring it up at the next uh, cool next podcast. So you don't got a race. You don't have a race, um, and you're um, you're kind of just. I'm just, just in training. fantastic, just fantastic shape for no reason. <laughs> feels 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 terrible. Yeah, Actually, though, no, I I've lost. I would I did a uh, 172 on the scale. Wow, we is, we're like the same exact weight. Yeah, it was 172 has. 190 at Christmas time. Wow, so. good job, Tim. Proud of you, man. You know, yeah. it's it's diet too. Diet's a huge part of it. So if you can if you can make the diet uh, more whole foods, healthy yeah. alternatives. So it's hard. It's not easy. It's tough. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut the uh, I'm gonna cut the audio because. Uh, you have any more uh, questions about the the Boston April eighteenth, twenty twenty two? No, just the question about the track distance <laughs> remained unanswered. <laughs> That's it. I just say congrats, Andy, on, on doing that again. And uh, I think with that, you're going to qualify for the next year, so you'll be doing it again. I hope, and that's a cool thing to be able to qualify like that and run um at that kind of elite level i hope to get there but i'd say congratulations on another strong finish and stuff and uh yeah thanks bro that's that's really nice you'll get there you just got to work towards it i knew you had the hamstring problem and the i had been tracking you most of the day at work and i saw you got to like the last checkpoint which is like 24 miles or something like that and then like it did an update for like 30 minutes after that. So like, I knew you should have finished, but I was like, I don't know. I had these, I don't know. These scenarios were running in my head where Andy was like off on the side of the road, like just, you know, grabbing at his hamstring, unable to finish the Boston. (laughs) But uh, I'm happy to hear everything ended up well, because that dang app wouldn't refresh and give me kind of a, make me worry oh so i did a, i did a i did a selfie th- and thank you tim that's uh i really appreciate you following me and cheering me on that's awesome uh that, that really means a lot um yeah so i finished i finished the marathon and um i took a selfie to like share with mary and uh my lips were blue <laughs> yeah i saw that one <laughs> They were, they were blue. <laughs> so it was a little little chilly. <laughs> Good times. All right. Yep. I'm going to stop recording. Good talk, bro. Okay. See you in deep. Come listen to Andrew Crone. He's got a podcast. It's about running and it's fun.